Storytelling saves the world. Storytelling saves the world. With Jessica and Georgia and all their friends, you never know how the story's gonna end. But storytelling saves the world. Storytelling saves the world. Welcome to the eighth episode of Storytelling Saves the World, a podcast where you can find out more about integrating student movie making into your classroom. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Pack, and I'm here with my fabulous storytelling partner in crime, Georgia Terlahi. Hi, Jessica. It's so good to see you via this Zoom podcast. You've been Zooming a lot lately. Um, and the actual title of our podcast this week is Podcast Potpourri Quarantine Style. Uh, I do miss you. It's so good to see your face. How are you holding up? Um, pretty good. Home is starting to feel a little bit like, you know, a rabbit cage. So <laughs> I, I feel like I'm at the stage of quarantine where my, my jaws are clearly locked on the bars and I'm just rattling for rattling the know, cage. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm there. But otherwise, you know, we're doing okay. We're surviving. Trying okay. to get outside a little bit. Yeah, see the sunshine a little bit. Yeah. I live in the country, though, where that's safe, so it's not like I'm violating social distancing to go out into the field. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you look like you've got a little sun, so that's good, doing your farm chores. Yes, of course. So how are you staying busy? Uh, Well, we've, um, I've been working a lot from home. Work, I know we both are working on this, uh, what is it called? Content development team. It's a very fancy name. So it is a very fancy name for a bunch of people in their pajamas on a video chat. On a video <laughs> chat, make it up lessons. That's right. It sounds very official. So I and I know you've been doing it for secondary, but I've been I've been busy every single day working on content. So it feels like work, except for the part about being able to do it in your jammy. <laughs> it is a little like, you know, the mullet life right now where everyone like makes sure like chest up, we all look good, we got yeah, the makeup on. Right. And then like like chest down, it's like all yoga pants and like an extra ten pounds from all those quarantine snacks. Oh so I totally seriously. <laughs> I'm seriously worried about getting out the door when this is over. <laughs> 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 the struggle is real. <laughs> right. I, I, well, one of my favorite memes has been, um, pajama pants will have you thinking all is well in the kingdom if you haven't tried your jeans on lately. <laughs> I like that. So all, for listeners, we highly recommend a sizing check. Go try yeah. on an actual pair of pants. At, at least see one if that week. is still yeah, your jam. Just as a touch point to know whether you are completely out of control and my 600-pound life won't be calling you in this over. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, for new listeners, Georgia and I bring a range of experiences to the show. Uh, we're both talking about developing content for our district. That's because we're in two different wheelhouses. I have been teaching middle school for the last 15 years, and I'm also a California Teacher of the Year. And I have 31 years of classroom experience at the elementary level. Yes, I started be- teaching before the internet, which I can't imagine quarantine without the internet. And we've both been using digital storytelling in our classrooms for more than a decade. Um, so we have some good news, Jessica. Do you want to? We share- do. Oh my goodness. Well, I, are we skipping to the big, big news? Yes, like, we're skipping to the, the big, big news. The big news. Oh my goodness. Well, 
If you were at home, you could give us a drum roll in solidarity, but we just want to let all of you know that we could have the opportunity to meet with you face-to-face -face at the next ISTE conference. We are so excited that we were accepted to teach a 90-minute workshop and give an hour-long lecture session at ISTE 2020. So we're hoping that some of you will be able to be there with us. And for people that don't know what ISTE is, can you tell them a little bit about ISTE? For those who may not be familiar, ISTE is the International Society of Technology Educators, and um, it's kind of a big deal. It's a national education conference with a lot of the best and the brightest um, around the world who are presenting. So I'm not really sure what we're doing there, Georgia. Like, I mean, clearly, I Clearly, they like let us sneak in through the cracks. It's very exciting. It's like, <laughs> look good on paper. They just don't know actually. How <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, so um, ISTE was originally scheduled to be at the end of June, and we were all gearing up for that. But what's the develop? What's the word on the street, Georgia? So it was scheduled to be in Anaheim at the Anaheim Convention Center, and so due to social distancing guidelines, the conference has been postponed till November, I think it's November 28th through December 1st. So we will put links on our website about the conference, where it is, and when it is, because we're not sure at this point what days we're presenting, because the schedule got all kerfuffled in all of this quarantine business. But this is like totally, totally an exciting opportunity. I know for us, we're just really excited to connect with other digital storytelling educators and spread the good news, the good word about Digicom and all the great stuff that we're able to do with kids just by letting them tell their stories. So um, I'm, I'm really stoked about this. This is a pretty cool opportunity. Yeah, it, it should be fun when we can get together finally face to face. I, also, I'm, apparently we're time traveling because I use the word stoked. So I guess we're back <laughs> early 2000s. <laughs> you know what? All bets are off in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so true. So true. Yeah. Especially because they're rebooting Saved by the Bell. So I feel like every dream I've ever had is coming true. It's coming true. And so you're just getting your 80s vocabulary like ready to go. So you can, um, you can like tell us what's being said. Those of us that weren't in that Saved by the Bell sort of, you know, genre. Oh my gosh, it's good times. You're going to just love life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm always looking for new things to watch, so that's good. <laughs> so the whole quarantine situation has had an interesting impact on education. We mentioned that we've been on the content development teams for our districts. Um, do you want to kind of talk about what that's been like? So, Well, we, um, we had talked before the podcast just about getting used to doing everything online and remotely with like many, 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 many Zoom calls and how that works and trying to push out lessons that kids will be able to do at home with a little teacher, you know, help. But that's never been our experience, remote teaching. So it's, we're definitely building the plane in the air. Oh my gosh, that's such a good analogy. We absolutely are. Like, it's definitely, like, it's changing how we're having meetings with all the Zoom and everything, but, like, it changes how you can plan because kids are probably going to be a little bit in and out. They're not going to sit down and necessarily do a, an entire linear week's worth of lessons or month worth of lessons, um, especially our population where a lot of the kiddos are probably taking care of siblings at home. So right. you almost have to plan for them to, like, have a very piecemeal approach to the work that they're completing. 
which, you know, for how long we've taught, that's never necessarily been the way we've gone about things. So we've had to restructure how we can present it. And it's almost trying to look through that lens, like you're talking about, of, you know, well, how could a kiddo do this if they were just doing a little bit here or a little bit there, making like the directions super clear or videoing the directions. I know I've created a whole bunch of like how-to videos to go into slide decks for kids because, you know, you don't know what support they're going to have. And so it's definitely been an interesting learning curve. Oh, for sure. Definitely. I mean, especially because like not even all of our kids have reliable internet access. Not all our teachers do. I am one of those teachers who does not have internet access at home. You are basically living in the 1850s. (laughs) Yes, I am. In your farmhouse. Yes, if you could only see the setup, it involves a gerbil and some wheels and (laughs) your husband's in the field with some sort of, you know, antenna trying to get, yeah, Wi-Fi. Dad's pumping the water wheel. Yeah, no. (laughs) You're turning water in between. (laughs) Well, and like we've in recent days for listeners, we my husband and I have had to seek out internet options that can serve a rural community or rural area like where we currently are. Um, But we're also in a privileged position to be able to pay for that type of luxury. And I know a lot of our families are not in that position where they can take on one more bill, especially at this time. time. Right. With people losing jobs. And and then even beyond the internet, you think of like at home, if you have multiple kids, even though they all have devices, maybe, you know, finding a quiet place to work, I would think might be a difficult thing where, you know, teachers are zooming with kids and who knows what's going on in the background. Um, I know some of my teacher friends have mentioned that, like, how can we control you know, people not running through the video feed, you know, when I'm teaching and it's just, yeah, it's a whole new, whole new thing. I never in a million years thought we would be doing. And it, it, it's amazing to me too. You know, you think of like the 1918 pandemic. I had never thought about it seriously my entire life. And then all of a sudden you go back and read about it now. And we're doing a lot of the same things, not the distance learning, but the, um, you know, the social distancing and the quarantine and all that, that they did a hundred years ago for a virus that was terrible. I know in my head that just, it's like, we should have, we should have been more aware of that a hundred years ago because apparently every hundred years a pandemic can like come through. And I don't know, I just feel like I dropped the ball, you know, not that I could have done anything, but like, why hadn't I known more about that? Or why weren't our districts maybe a little more forward thinking. I mean, I guess maybe if there's a bright side, which is a stretch, but any type of bright side. Right, no, you take little victories every day. Yeah, I guess it would be that the idea of asynchronous learning and, you know, blended approaches and technology and what it can do for our kids and how it can level the playing field in these types of situations. I think that that conversation is important and a lot of techie people have been trying to engage in that conversation for a long time right and now teachers are going to have to in some level be a part of it and yeah so it will so maybe it will push people forward in that sort of technological you know world well and districts have to be better prepared like i have this little wi-fi hotspot that my district had issued to our kids and I tried it here at home. It doesn't work because we don't have this particular cell tower, but um, you know, ostensibly it works for our kids, but it's only five gigabytes, right? So when you're asking kids to zoom chat for four core content areas, 
once a week and to do all of this other work and then say a family has a hot spot but there's four kids in the family it's like oh my gosh we're just gonna burn through everything so i feel like there's a lot of infrastructure conversation that's going to be had in the next maybe six months to a year where districts are trying to you know take an equitable approach as they should well and and i even think it needs to be almost you know like a national thing you know maybe having you know like in the old days access to water and things like that were what was you know an equity issue maybe you know access to you know confident and decent wi-fi needs to be an equity issue going forward however that can be done to let so that people that can't afford it aren't discounted because they don't have it you know like you should, you should be able to get it and you should be able to get a decent amount of bandwidth for all of these reasons so it'll it'll be wow. interesting how things change going forward all the way around um hopefully you know, hopefully lessons will be learned and it won't just be a reset and back to the, you know, blithely ignorant about everything and, you know, we'll be a little more intentional. And I think that something that is another sort of upbeat thing that's happening in the midst of all of the crazy is just the community relationships that are happening, like watching the Facebook feeds of our district and all these great nutrition services folks out there, like passing out so many meals to the people in the community who tend to rely on the free breakfast and lunch that schools provide. I think that's a great thing. I've seen a lot of great interactions on social media in terms of respect being given to community and community giving respect to educators. So I feel like we are building some bridges at the same time as we are handling all the crazy. Yeah, that's what we do right? We, it doesn't matter what, it, it's almost, I don't know if you ever watched the show Chopped, but you know, where they give you the basket of ingredients you have to, so it's like they give you all these disparate ingredients, you know, like a pig's head and some brown sugar and make a dessert. You know, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like if you've never watched Chopped, you know, it's like all these crazy things and then, you know, make something that makes no sense. I think that's what teachers do. You know, it's what we always do, you know, because I've seen the pendulum swing many, many times. It's like, oh, now we're doing this. And now we're, and, you know, we just tend to roll with it because that's kind of what we do. You know, you can fight it and scream and yell, but eventually you're going to have to grab onto the pendulum and just kind of go with it. And this could be just one of those times. Oh, you can't go to school. You can't do this. Oh, well, we could do this, this, and this. And because we're problem solvers. Oh my gosh, that's such a good point. Like the spirit of teachers everywhere is like, thank you for seeing me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were saying earlier that that was one of the things you, you know, that we miss in quarantine is we're so used to all that social interaction at school with the kids, with our colleagues, with everything. And to now just be doing it digitally, it um, doesn't feed your soul the same way. It definitely doesn't. I mean, I don't know a single teacher who got into teaching to sit by themselves in a room all day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, we definitely thrive on the interaction and inside jokes with our kiddos. I mean, at middle and school, I just constant, love the awkwardness. <laughs> the, and the kids, you know, constantly, you know, asking, talk, you know, it's like there's never a quiet moment. And you're right, we thrive on that. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's been, it's been odd to like have more time to like listen to your own brain you know, good or bad. <laughs> it is true. And, you know, it, I think the thing that probably makes me the most sad or one of the things that makes me sad in this situation is that this time of year, we're usually working on some pretty incredible digital stories for the film festival circuit. And so 
our school um, or our district's last day of school was March 13th and my kids were just finishing up their scripting stage and we're starting to work on their first draft of their movie projects and I'm so sad that I won't necessarily be able to see their voices like fully realized by the time that we're all leaving. So um, I don't know, that's kind of that's kind of something that I wish I could go back and like do differently and start it sooner. But um, in the meantime, we kind of have this idea for a little video challenge of our own, right, Georgia? Right. Perfect segue. So <laughs> So we, uh, we're call calling it the quarantine video challenge. And we're asking, you know, teachers, students, if you would challenge your kiddos to make a video during quarantine, and it could really be about anything. I was thinking the other day as I was riding my bike, socially distance appropriate, you know, it could be a poem. It could be like an acrostic poem with the word quarantine. It could be just, um, you know, a small narrative, you know, talking about, you know, what's great about quarantine, what's terrible about quarantine. Something, because we really do need to capture this story right now. It's not, it's like no, no time in the last hundred years. So I think it would be good to capture these moments. You know, when this passes, it's something we can go back and look on and, and you know, that emotion can resonate with us again. Absolutely. So what we'd like for you to do is have your kiddos create their quarantine video challenges. And if you have the appropriate permissions to post them online, we'd love it if you'd post it on social media and use the hashtag uh, storytelling saves the world. And that will be something that is searchable by all of our listeners and something that we can find um, to kind of connect there and see what types of challenges they're able to come up with. I'm really hoping that this is going to take off. I'm definitely going to assign something like this to my kiddos. I was confident you would. And, <laughs> and um, I'm in, pushing out a little more content next week. So I will have a video on WeVideo for students that you, teachers could use if their students want to create a, a video and they haven't really done we video, so it'll be a tutorial that'll go through. So um, hopefully, you know, even younger grades will challenge, you know, you can get families involved too. I mean, this has affected the entire family and could be positive, negative, whatever you want to say, but I think capturing this moment is important. Absolutely. It's kind of like our kiddos can be their own little documentarians. I love yes. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, you know, who knows if we get enough videos, we could do a little online festival. We will figure it out because Jessica and I are great at coming up with stuff on the fly. That is what we do. It is what we do. Very little planning, lots of vision. Yeah. Fly by the seat of our parents. Fly by that the describes seat. us perfectly. We really need a type <laughs> A person as part of our team. <laughs> Because what, what are what are we? We're definitely not type B per people. I, I think, think we're, we're like somewhere D like or Z. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, we're in the people that are like looking at the butterflies and going, "Wow, that's so cool." That would be us. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> hey, Georgia, do you want to play five and sixty quarantine style? I do, Jessica, and I just happened to come up with some questions. So, are you ready? Because I'll go first. I am so ready. <laughs> All right, so here we go. So Jessica, what is your favorite binge watch in quarantine? Oh my gosh, all the seasons of The Walking Dead. Yes, it's a rewatch for me and I love it. <laughs> what is your go-to clothing in quarantine, Miss Georgia? I know this will come as a shock. Yoga pants, can't live without <laughs> them. Don't know if I'll be able to go back in the real world without them. And do you really want to? <laughs> <laughs> 
Excellent question. Excellent question. All right, Jessica, what snack or food are you eating now that you typically don't eat before this all started? I'm eating all the things right now. <laughs> I'm eating all the things. <laughs> so it's like okay, it's you know what I you know what I've been cooking a lot more of since we got into quarantine is actually fish. I have no idea why. I'm not like a fish person. Oh. Not at all into seafood, and we have been cooking more fish. So go. Now, for did it. you have like a whole bunch in your freezer, or you actually purchased it? I think it was one of those situations where we're walking in the grocery store and we have in mind a particular meat product to like purchase and it's all wiped out and all that's left is frozen fish. fish. So I say, (laughs) oh my goodness. What is the best thing about quarantine, Georgia? Um, Honestly, for me, I think it's being able like to hit the pause button and life not be so crazy hectic running here running there like the next thing like actually being able to breathe that's for me that's been the best thing um, I like and, that. and for you what's the worst thing about quarantine I love my family I love them but I think the lack of distance and privacy among family members is probably the thing that is the most difficult to handle for sure <laughs> Yes, I can imagine. (laughs) I can feel my teacher face creep out periodically, and I have to remind myself that my annoyance needs to just be internalized. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's been too long, and we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but I hope you're okay if we play Storymatic. Oh, what what are we going to do, though? We only have two people. Do you want me to do two? (laughs) I kind of do. All right. So, so what, what do you want? Do you want beginning, middle, or end? <laughs> oh, and I get to choose? Yeah. Well, you're doing two, so I think you should choose the two that you want to do. All right. I'll do the beginning and the end, and then I'll ha- so you do the middle. Okay. This that sounds makes- like a recipe to mess up whatever story you were trying to tell. <laughs> but that's the fun of it. That is the fun <laughs> of it. All right. So I'm doing the beginning and the end, and I haven't ch- chose cards yet, and you can always edit this out right if we don't absolutely okay oh so I have ah this is good so I have um monsters and person in love oh okay okay Hmm. monsters and person in love and I'll we usually do it's the one minute story challenge so let me start my timer all right are you ready yes I am ready Daphne had been alone in the quarantine for two months and she could not take it anymore. So she decided to go on the new dating app called Find Your Love Out of Quarantine. So she filled out the information about what she wanted and she hit send. Now, because Daphne was hoping for someone similar to Mike Wazowski from Monsters, Inc., She was a little bit picky when she was scrolling through the dating app and swiping left or right, depending on her taste. And then all of a sudden, as she was flipping past all of these people who just didn't have any of Mike Wazowski's charm, she saw one particular profile that really stood out to her. And the reason it stood out is because um, this particular person was short and round. And, oh no, 
we're going to keep going. And short and round and had all of the character traits that she wanted. So she chose this person and sent all of her stuff in and they went on their first date. And when she walked up, she was completely surprised to find that it actually was Mike Wazowski. And she, <laughs> she had a match with the um, man of her dreams and of her cinema dreams. The end. Dun, dun, dun. The end. Yay. Had happy ending in quarantine. Happy ending. We gotta have happy ending. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, thank you for joining us on Storytelling Saves the World, which has been brought to you by Digicom Learning. You can visit them at www.digicomlearning.org or follow Digicom Learning on Facebook and Instagram. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and or SoundCloud and give us a review. Our show notes can be found on our website, storytellingsavestheworld.com. I know this is shocking, but we're really not sure what our next podcast will be about. So if you have an idea, please email us via the contact form on our website. We'd love to hear from you. Again, storytellingsavestheworld.com. Until next time, what's your story? Mm -hmm.